Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.net. For joining me for this week's episode, you're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, I wanted to talk about the fantasy football uh, top players and kind of strategy. This will just be a strictly fantasy football episode. Uh, football is, is uh, starting up soon, NFL starting up soon. Uh, we have college football will start officially, I think, in was that two and a half weeks, uh, like the weekend of the third. Uh, that'll be the first that first Saturday football game. Um, so I know a lot of fantasy football leagues will start. It's better to start later, like right before the season starts, so the end of preseason, just in case a uh, star player gets injured or something happens. Um, so I have two drafts. I have one this weekend. We usually start. You know, we usually do it like Memorial Weekend, or was that that's Labor Day? Labor Day weekend. Uh, but this year we're doing it, you know, August 20th, I guess. So, so that's new. This is the earliest we've done it, uh, since we've had this league, which has been, um, how long have we been doing it? And I was like, it was a junior, it was a sophomore in college. So 2012. Wow. So it's been, it's been 10 years now. So, uh, but yeah, now we're doing it a little bit earlier Then I have another league, I'm doing the draft uh, September 4th, so those are my two drafts. I used to have like a bunch of other ones with different people, but I've gotten cut out of uh, of some leagues. So, I, but these two have kept me. So, so we'll see how it goes. Good to have in your fantasy league because you know I pay attention to all the games, I watch all the players, and I'm constantly on that on the um, on the free agent list. So. Uh, but we'll get started here. So I wanted to, you know, touch base. So maybe, you know, it's your first time this year or, you know, you're, you've been struggling fantasy football wise. My, I will say, you know, the one, the league that I'm in, I've been in for 10 years. I struggle in that one. You know, it's a big league and they all like, you know, pay like a lot of attention to, to stuff. So we don't have anyone who's just like out of it, not paying attention. Everyone is like, you know, pretty up to date on the players and you know who's good and who's not and they're on their phones constantly you know trying to add players from the waiver wire whatever the case may be but they pay too much attention so I, I haven't won that league yet but I do I do make the playoffs like I think like every other year so I've made the playoffs five years one year I was like in the second round so you know I, I will give advice today but you know I'm not I'm not the best obviously the other league I, I won I won once I got the first year I got a first place and then I got, I think I got third place last year, which I was able to get like my buy-in money back. So 
I've done okay in that one so far, and I think this is like my third year in that one, so we'll see. Um, so anyway, so the way I draft my my structure is I target two running backs in the first round. So you get, uh, or your first two picks should be running backs, uh, in my opinion, unless you have a receiver who gets who gets a lot of targets. And then now, so usually for for me, running backs are more valuable, but um, so I would normally go two running backs unless like depending on how the draft goes like if you have let's say your first round pick is you know Christian McCaffrey who should have a better year this year but you know I wouldn't take him first because um, he's been he's been really unhealthy um, these past couple years he's been injury prone so who knows I don't think he's going to replicate you know his season three years ago when he was a fantasy football MVP and he won a lot of leagues for a lot of people. Um, so this year, I think the first overall pick should be Jonathan Taylor because last year with the Indianapolis Colts, he just had a monstrous year and he carried that team last year. Everyone knew they were going to run the ball with Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor and he still had just amazing games. I think he had a 50 point game last year, he had a couple 30 point games. Like he was just amazing as far as numbers go. So he would be the first pick. So if you were to get Jonathan Taylor first uh, first pick, then your second, you want to have, I, I, I always think you want to have two strong running backs, um, one who gets a lot of carries, another one who, if you can get two that, you know, that they're, they're also receivers, so they get a lot of targets, a lot of touches, you know, from the backfield and a lot of, you know, screen passes or, you know, they catch a lot of balls, then, um, you know, you're looking at a, a, a Najee Harris, a, a Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, if he can stay healthy, Alvin Kamara, um, even like a Saquon Barkley, but he's kind of fallen down because uh, he's injury prone as well. So, um, you know, you could also look at a Dalvin Cook. Um, but see, I would go, you know, if you get Jonathan Taylor, then you could take the risk of getting a Christian McCaffrey, if he were if he were to actually fall, you know, to the second round, I think a lot of people are going to get him in the first round. But if he were to fall, and then you you were able to get a Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, then that's great. But what you want to do, that's if you're like the top five picks. Top five picks, you should be getting Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry's been great because he's been staying healthy. Last year he got injured, but I, th- I still think Derrick Henry is the best running back. Problem is he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield, which is fine because he, you know, he has three touchdown games, two touchdown games, and he'll have he'll break off a ninety yard uh, touchdown run like right at the end of the game or something. So he's always he's always really explosive. Najee Harris, I think he's a first round pick this year because he had tremendous amount of uh, touches last year, like the most for a rookie, and then um, catches outside of the backfield, and then uh, Austin Eckler too. You know before. Austin Eckler was like a sneaky pick. I, I used to get him in like the fourth round pick in the fourth fourth round. And, you know, and then he had a lot of values. So he was always catching passes out of the backfield and stuff. But now he's like, he's a first round pick now. And people were getting him early. So I haven't been able to get him since, um, you know, there's other players that I, I, I target before him. Since I'm, I'm usually like later in the draft, like the way that, I don't know, sometimes they do it randomly. Sometimes we have to do some something athletic so then I end up getting the ninth pick or 10th pick out of 12 so I beat a couple people but that's it so yeah if you're in the top five and you target those guys then you can you want to try to get the top five player in their position so you know you could get 
what are those top five uh, running backs I listed? And then if you were to get your second pick, it's okay to not get two running backs because if you have a chance to get a top five wide receiver, then you take that. So then that this is when you would get, you know, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you know, Debo Samuel. Um, you could even try Tyreek Hill, but, you know, with, with um, you know, Tua as his quarterback now instead of Patrick, Holm, Patrick Mahomes, I'm not sure, you know, how it's going to translate. You know, Jalen Waddle was good in that, uh, in that offense last year, but we'll see. So, so if you're getting those top five running backs, then you'll want to get a top five receiver right after. And then my strategy is usually <clears throat> if I do get, um, a t- let's say I get a, a top five pick and I get like, I don't know, I get Derrick Henry is my first round pick. Then second, second round I get, let's say I get Jamar Chase. So then from there, if I'm going wide receiver or running back wide receiver, then I just go back and forth for five rounds. So then I'll go running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver. And then I, I want to fill out my starting lineup, right? So then I have, because depending on your, in your league, you might have two receiver spots or three receiver spots, but you'll have two starting running backs and then you'll have a flex spot for either a running back, a receiver, or a tight end. So then after I get those first four, then the fifth round, I want to try to get one of these top tier tight ends, which, you know, it could be Travis Kelsey since uh, since Tyreek Hill is gone. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes might rely more on uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Pitts is going to have a big year, or maybe because they have Marcus Mariota uh, as quarterback. Darren Waller, you could do Mark Andrews. So I would get one of these top five tight ends, George Kittle. And then that way you have your starting lineup right there. But the thing with the quarterback is I get the quarterback like like a seventh round because there's 32 quarterbacks. Most of them, like if you get the top half, like most of the time you're probably like in a 10-person league, 12-person league. If you guys are crazy, 15-person league. And you could just get, you could draft the top half quarterbacks. You could, Like the top 16 quarterbacks, you could get them. Like you're fine with either one of them unless it's like, Patrick Mahomes, that one year he had a just a crazy uh, statistical year, or Peyton Manning, that first year in uh, Denver when they won, when he won a lot of leagues for people. There's like some years where it's like okay, like that guy's can't miss, right? Tom Brady in 2007 with the 50 touchdowns. There's certain years like that, but most of the time it's like okay, like are you really gonna win if you have Patrick Mahomes instead of Josh Allen, or vice versa, or if you have you know Joe Burrow instead of uh, Justin Herbert or vice versa because you could always end up getting you know someone like in the middle of the road like I don't know you could you'd be fine with like a Derek Carr probably you could probably win the league with that or you know Russell Wilson if he's on the upswing you know even a Matthew Stafford I used to always get Matthew Stafford like in the 10th round um, so that was always my, my fallback um, or you, you know if you're really desperate you get like a Matt Ryan like way later or even a Jameis Winston but you know like the top 10 Probably, you know, Josh Allen's probably the best one right now. Um, he's going to have a good year. He's probably going to win an MVP this year. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of money, you know, betting on him for that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is, is probably two, one and two. Um, he did lose Tyree Kill, but I think, you know, you could put any fast receiver in there. And Patrick Mahomes is going to find him, right? Uh, number three, 
You can eat, you can go Joe Burrow. Um, I had Joe Burrow last year in the. I picked him way later, and he had a great uh, like last the last four or five weeks. He really propelled me into the playoffs because he had he had four touchdown games, you know, with four touchdown passes and no interceptions. So he stopped turning the ball over because early on he he had a lot of interceptions and. Um, you know, he was fumbling the ball. He had a lot of turnovers, but then he would come back in the second half and throw a couple touchdowns. So he would, he was scoring like 23 points or whatever. But I think the last week, which got me into the playoffs, I think he won, he won like, he got like 40 points. So for me, he would be number three or number four. And then Lamar, uh, not Lamar Jackson, uh, Justin Herbert, like right after that, you know, cause he's, he's great offensively. He's just such a good, uh, such a good quarterback. Um, should be a big year for the Chargers, which, you know, next next week I think I'm gonna go um, through, you know, over under of who, of you know, predictions on, on what what the season is, wh- how the season's gonna play out, who's gonna win MVP. I'll make my picks, and then you know we'll talk about uh, what the over under is for each team and, and who to expect uh, big years from. I would stay away from certain quarterbacks like, uh, let's see, like Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, he's kind of up and down. I would stay away from Lamar Jackson, um, injury prone. He missed a lot of games last year, mostly like mobile quarterbacks and then also young quarterbacks. So I would stay away from Trey Lance because I haven't seen him in a real NFL game yet. So I don't want to, you don't want to rely heavily on that unless it's your backup. Like I'd be fine if you got him as your backup. I would stay away from, you know, Carson Wentz, injury prone, unless you're desperate. Um, you know, Justin Fields could be good, like as a backup. Um, I wouldn't touch Deshaun Watson because he's gonna miss some time. And then, you know, as far as fantasy goes, I try to not draft people who have, you know, uh, abused women or sexually assaulted anyone or did anything bad. Because at the end of the day, like the people I draft, like I'm rooting for them and I'm watching games and I'm following them and I'm I'm rooting for those particular players. So I'm not, you know, drafting Deshaun Watson next year when he. When he has a full season, I'm I'm not drafting Tyreek Hill. I never do that. Um, you know, just guys like that, I'm not I'm not drafting. You know, or I'm not picking up because I just I don't I don't want to like root for that at all. Um, and then you know, like you could look at uh, Kirk Cousins. He always puts up you know decent fantasy numbers. Um, you know, you can probably win a few games with him, get deep into the the season. Um, but you know, if you end up getting like the 15 through 20 quarterbacks, you're going to want at least a backup. So if you have, if you have, uh, let's see, if you have Trevor Lawrence, you might want to get a backup as like Justin Fields or something. Mm -hmm. Cause then, then your weakest spot is your quarterback spot, which is fine. Just as long as you don't have someone who's turning the ball over a lot, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like Trevor Lawrence, he turned the ball over a lot last year should be better this year. But you know, as far as weapons around him, it's not anything you could really rely on. Um, so the, the the main targets, like this is like the sweet spot I guess for quarterbacks is like this like the group of five I, I would call them right now is Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert. I would put Joe Burrow in there, Aaron Rodgers of course. Well, it's probably more than five because then Tom Brady. So six. That's kind of like the top six right there. Uh, no particular order. I'd be careful with Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray, you know. He's had a whole lot of stuff uh, this past offseason. But, you know, he does have a lot to prove. So, you know, if you want to go in on the, oh, hey, he has something to prove. But he did just, he already signed the big co- contract. So he's already, like, he's getting that money either way, right? So the Cardinals already, they already paid him, even though he had that bad playoff game. So, like, 
he doesn't have to prove anything to them, but to everyone else, yeah. But like he starts off hot, has great seasons, and then he just kind of fizzles out late. So when you're trying to make the playoffs late in the uh, fantasy season, you know if you're relying on on uh, Kyler Murray, and then he, he you know he he gets a lot of turnovers at the the second half of the season when when teams kind of figure out him in that that offense. And Russell Wilson, I think he's gonna have a better year here in Denver than he did in Seattle. Um, Denver has a great team. They have, you know, they have a good running game, uh, great defense. They, they had, like, the right uh, pieces in place to win the Super Bowl. Um, I would have them as a Super Bowl contender or probably the, the favorite if they had Aaron Rodgers instead of uh, Russell Wilson. Because Russell Wilson, like, you know, he, he was kind of struggling to throw the deep ball and, you know, like, DK Metcalf wasn't, wasn't having the season like he should have. Um, so, but I think, I think Russell Wilson could go either way. So, um, the, the rankings I'm looking at for some reason, they have Lamar Jackson, number four, Kyler, number Kyler Murray, number five, Jalen Hurts at number six, Dak Prescott, number seven. You could get Dak Prescott. Um, but I wouldn't put him, I wouldn't put that those guys ahead of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, or Russell Wilson, not even over. Matthew Stafford, because now Matthew Stafford has a lot of weapons there on offense, you know, but, you know, he's having some some elbow inflammation issues, so he might not be ready for, for week one. But these rankings are crazy, because you have, I mean, Lamar Jackson's so inter, uh, injury prone, Kyler Murray is too, Jalen Hurts hasn't even proven himself to be listed as the top six fantasy quarterback at all. Um, so yeah, I have, I have a problem with those those rankings. And then if you get really, really desperate... You could look at uh, Ryan Tannehill. He might regress from last year, but he's like he's pretty average. So where you can you can get like like seventeen to twenty points on a good day with him. Um, I would stay away from Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's in Carolina. Carolina doesn't have very many weapons outside of Christian McCaffrey. Um, let's see. I would stay away from any Houston quarterback. I think their starter is going to be Davis Mills. I would stay away from Marcus Mariota because they don't have any receivers besides Kyle Pitts. So I would draft Kyle Pitts because he's going to be heavily targeted. Um, so like the, the teams who don't have any receivers, really, I would just draft the number one option because if they have a decent quarterback, then the number one target is going to get a lot of um, they're going to get a lot of touches. Right. So uh, let's see. I would stay away from any quarterback in in Seattle, in Chicago. Um 49ers, I would stay away from Trey Lance because that, again, I don't know. But if you want to take a flyer on him, you could draft him late in the draft and just pick him up as a backup. Um, let's see who else. And I would draft, I would draft Derek Carr more. I know I already talked talked about it, but I wanted to touch on the offense and uh, how the Raiders are looking this year. Uh, you know, with Devontae Adams, they have that connection from Fresno State. Uh, they played together there, and he broke a lot of records at Fresno State when Devontae Adams was his uh, receiver. I'm not saying he's going to break a lot of records here, but he's going to throw a lot more touchdown passes with with Darren Waller there, and then now you have Devontae Adams. You added arguably the best receiver in, in the NFL. He's a, he's a better route runner. He runs very clean routes. Um, he's physically gifted as well. Um, I mean, you could also say Cooper Cup, but um, I think Devontae Adams is the best, so... Um, that should bring a lot more uh, touchdown passes for Derek Carr. Uh, running backs, you know, I just kind of told you who to draft, but people to stay away from, I would say, 
Um, so you have your top five there that we talked about. Um, I would kind of a sneaky pick, I guess, but not not too sneaky. But DeAndre Swift, um, he should have a good year. Detroit, I'm I'm all in on Detroit. I like Detroit. I have them. I don't know what their over under is, whatever. But I'll get into that next week. But I have them uh, improving a lot from last year. Like they have a lot of young playmaking players, you know, on their on their roster. And uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, Amon Ron, St. Brown which I'll get into here in a little bit because he's a wide receiver, but you know, but they just have Jared Goff leading the way. So if they had someone else instead of Jared Goff, they can, they can really make some noise, but you know, he's serviceable in that role there. Um, And they're just kind of waiting. He's just a bridge quarterback until they can, you know, get someone else. And another one, uh, Dalvin cook is, is would be a good one to just watch out for those injuries. Um, I wouldn't personally draft Joe Mixon because like I said, I don't like, rooting for people who have been affiliated or associated with any abuse or anything like that. So I wouldn't draft him. Uh, JK Dobbins coming back from an injury uh, from Baltimore. He, if you remember, he got injured early last season and then they lost like five running backs. So they had like practice squad guys out there. So they had no running game. Uh, but if he's fully healthy, you could probably get him in like the fourth, fifth round. Cause people forget about people as soon as like they missed an entire year, the year before, um, so that would be a good pickup. Um, see, I don't, I don't really, I don't like David Montgomery from Chicago. He finally had a, a an outbreak year last year, but for like three years in a row, I think I picked him in like the like later rounds of like, okay, he's gonna be a sneaky good pick, and he was just like, you know, he's physical, he's a strong physical running back. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's gonna be good, and he would just do a, a whole lot for just two yards. And he his average was like three and a half yards of rush. I'm like I don't I don't need that. And he would get like eighty yards, ninety yards, but no, no catches. He doesn't catch out of the backfield. So then, the way that the points, the way it sets up points wise, I would only have like I would have eight point nine points because he'd have eighty nine yards, but like no touchdown. If he got a touchdown, that put me at fourteen fifteen points, or he'd just get 90, 90 yards rushing or a hundred yards. So I'd only get ten points. I'm like, dude, he he needs a touchdown. So he doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. And it hurts that he doesn't catch up passes out of the backfield. Because if he did, then it could get the half point or full point for a reception and then whatever yards. So then that could easily put me in double digits. But since he's solely like a running back, then and he he doesn't usually get over 100 yards, doesn't get 120 to get me 12. Or, and he he lacks touchdowns. And I just hate – like he had a, a, a decent second half last year. But um, the, year bef- the years before just made me not want to draft him. Um, I think a sneaky pick here. Um, let's see. You can do well because Kareem Hunt. I think he might get traded because he had, he asked for a trade. Another guy I don't draft because you know he kicked that girl and it was just kind of weird. And I, I just I don't want to root for that anyway. But it, it, it was like a one-two punch there with uh, in Cleveland uh, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb. This where the site that I'm on has him ranked way lower than he should be. They have him ranked 16th. He's, he's. I think he's like the the, the third best running back in the NFL. Um, and then so with him and Kareem Hunt, if they do trade Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb's gonna get a lot more carries. But he's he's the bell cow for that offense, so he should be uh, ranked a lot higher. But you could take a flyer on uh, Kareem Hunt just in case he gets traded to another team because he's you know he's a good running back out of the backfield catches passes and he can he can have those really big games but if he's the number one for another team like he's 
he could be a top 10 uh, running back in fantasy. Um, let's see who else. So I would be careful about Elijah Mitchell. Um, he was really good for me last year, helped me in the playoffs and stuff, but, um, the 49ers have already announced that they're going to keep doing, you know, a, a platoon running back by committee, uh, strategy this year. Um, so he'll be fully healthy this year, but I think, I think he'll show that he's the best running back out of that group, but you know, don't expect him to have, you know, 20, 25 carries every game like he did last year. Um, I think they're going to split that backfield a lot more than people think. Cause that's what, that's what Kyle Shanahan does. That's how his offense is built. You know, like that's how it was in Atlanta. Like that's what he did in Washington. That's, that's just what he does. Right. Uh, Cordell Patterson. I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate what he did last year offensively, but, um, he's worth taking a flyer on. I had him last year. I picked him up in waivers and people were sending me ridiculous trades for him. And I did not trade him cause he was, he was great. He's a former wide receiver now running back. He, he takes the ball out of the wildcat runs it for the touchdown. They throw him slants. He gets a touchdown. He, he just runs out of the backfield for a touchdown. He does everything right there for the, for the Falcons. So, um, that's a that's a guy to keep your, keep an eye on there too. Um, another one would be, uh, let's see, Travis Etienne. So him and uh, Trevor Lawrence played in Cleveland, in Clemson together. Now they're both in Jacksonville. He was it. He tore his ACL, I believe, in in training camp last year. So he missed the entire season. So this year he's back. I think he's the number one running back there. He could catch the ball out of the backfield. He can do a lot. Um, that offense is going to be a lot better. So you can probably get him late. You could probably get him in the eighth round because, again, people forget about people who missed the year before. So those are the ones I like to get. Like whoever comes back from injury, I like to get them, you know, sixth, seventh round. Like, oh, and then people are always like, oh, I forgot he was he was on the team, so-and-so or whatever because they just, they just come out of mind, right? Because James Robinson was the number one last year, but he kind of – he kind of struggled um, later in the season, and then he got benched by Urban Meyer. And I know there's another coach there, but you know that's just kind of weird. I think they'll probably rely more on uh, on Travis Etienne eventually. So if you do get Travis Etienne, make sure you have James Robinson or vice versa, because you know you can that could be your handcuff there. Um, Zeke Elliott, uh, he's kind of he's not the lead back anymore. You know they he, he kind of splits carries with Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard's good on his own. So you can either handcuff them or get them separate because they both get enough carries and get enough run to uh, to be good on their own. Uh, you know, another one you can you can probably get in later uh, rounds is Antonio Gibson, Washington, uh, Josh Jacobs for uh, for the Raiders. I got Josh Jacobs. I think he was like my third running back I got, and uh, he was actually like one of my better ones because he kept getting double digits and then. He had a great surge for the second half of the season. He started getting more touchdowns and stuff, so he was good. Um, let's see. Uh, Michael Carter for the Jets. He had, like, late in the season, he had, like, three, four really good weeks. So that's someone you can you can grab. Um, let's see. Alexander Madison from Minnesota. He's a backup to Dalvin Cook. He's good, and Dalvin Cook misses time every year. So you could get his backup. Cause, and just, you know, that that could be his handcuff. You could just hold on to him because someone's going to need him late in the season when uh, Dalvin Cook gets injured, misses three, four games. Um, 
the Seattle running back group. Um, what's his name? Um, he retired. Their starter retired. I can't. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but he he had a neck injury, so he retired. So I'm not sure who's going to be number one in Seattle. Maybe Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny has, has shown flashes here and there, but um, you know hasn't hasn't been consistent. He had was that last year or the year before where he had like he had four really good games like back to back like right before the playoffs started. And I tried to pick him up, but you know some other guys got him and then took him to the playoffs. But then he had a dud in the playoffs and it wasn't that helpful. And then. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair from Kansas City. He his rookie year, a lot of people were high on him, and then you know I've talked about in past episodes that you know he you know they kind of run they kind of go away from him in the offense. They don't rely on him heavily. Uh, he fumbles the ball a lot. Like he does catch the ball out of the backfield, but he hasn't been as big of a star as we thought he would be. So you can probably get him later on uh, in the draft and be okay. And you know because. Someone that you're not going to rely on heavily. Um, let's see. I would stay away from Mike Davis from Baltimore. You know he had a, a he had a, a great few games filling in for Christian McCaffrey when he went down in Carolina. Then he went to Atlanta. Was supposed to have a big year in Atlanta, and then Cordell Patterson ended up having having the better season there. Um, let's see. I would stay away from. Oh no, I would. Uh, I would see. Yeah, I would stay away from any. Uh, Tampa Bay running backs. I think Leonard Fournette is a starter, and you know he's kind of. There's been some stories he's overweight, and I just don't want to deal with that. Maybe he's like playoff Lenny or Lombardi Lenny, whatever he wants to call himself. He enjoyed his off season too much, it seems like. So I would stay away from them. And he's you know he's he's kind of injury prone and stuff, even though he's big. Uh, wide receivers. Let's see who's, who could have a big year. Um, I would take either of the. Um, well, like I said, I wouldn't take Tyreek Hill, but if you want to take Tyreek Hill, you can. Um, he should have a good year along with Jalen Waddle in Miami. Um, they should be better offensively. Jalen Waddle as a rookie, I think he finished with like 980 yards receiving or something like that, but he had a lot of touchdowns. I think he had like 10 or something. He had, he had a good year, um, and he was having really good games. He was having like 10-plus receptions for like a few straight games. Um Let's see who else to keep an eye on. AJ Brown in Philly is going to be relied on a, a lot in Philly uh, with Jalen Hurts. He, he's he should be Jalen Hurts' uh, security blanket, right? So um, he should have a big year. A new team has something to prove. Needs to you know it's kind of mad about what happened in Tennessee. Um, I like AJ Brown. AJ Brown was like always like my uh, the the receiver that I targeted because he he always has big games, but. Uh, we'll see how how he fits into that uh, Philadelphia offense. Um, let's see. I would stay away from DK Metcalf because he doesn't have um, he doesn't have a quarterback. Drew Locke is his quarterback, or it's Geno Smith. Geno Smith is going to be starting, so they'll probably switch to to um, Drew Locke eventually because it's just going to be so bad. But DK just signed a, a new contract and. If Russell Wilson was struggling to get him the ball, I don't think Drew Locke or Geno Smith, they, both quarterbacks could be out there with two footballs trying to get DK Metcalf the ball, and they'll still struggle to get DK Metcalf the ball. So, with that said, I would stay away, far away from DK Metcalf. One receiver that has been getting a lot of uh, talk is, you know, like, oh, he's the number one now. Um, you know, he's going to be really good. And I'm trying to find him on these rankings here, but I do not see him at all. Let's see. 
Uh, so it's a 49ers running back, or not running back, wide receiver. The second one, Brandon Ayuk, which I can't, I can't find him out. So the, his issue with um, with uh, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, oh, he's ranked 44th here. He should be a lot higher than that. So the issue Kyle Shanahan was said that he wasn't running all the way um, during practice or he wasn't giving 100% effort. I've just been hearing great things about Brandon Ayuk that him and Trey Lance have a great connection um, and, you know, they're going to rely more on Brandon Ayuk. It's going to be like a 1A, 1B situation there in San Francisco. I would still take Debo Samuel. I'm going to try to get him as my first receiver off the board because he runs and, and he he's a receiver, but he also does some running back stuff. And, you know, the, all the talk with like the, oh, I don't want to be a running back anymore. He just wanted to get compensated for it. So now they fit it into his contract to where he'll get compensated for it. So that's fine. But Brandon Ayuk, I think he's going to have a big year, a monster year. So I would take him. Um, but, you know, as I'm kind of weary about Trey Lance, like it'll work either way, I feel like. But I just don't want to depend on a first year, like a, 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 a quarterback who's starting for the first time. I wouldn't want to depend on. But the receivers will be fine because they're, I mean, he's going to have to pass the ball, right? So. I think um, the receivers will be successful. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to try to target both of them, but another one that I could I can mix in because I don't like I don't like having you know receivers from the same team, you know, unless they're you know both going to be great. Uh, but yeah, I would try to target him. I mentioned uh, Amon Ross St. Brown from Detroit. I had him in one of my leagues, and oh my god, the last like five weeks of the season, he was insane. You couldn't, you couldn't bench him, right? But one team I had was like really deep, so I did bench him one game, and I fucking regretted it immediately because I started Adam Thielen instead of him, and Adam Thielen had one catch for ten yards and like got injured, so he like left the game, and I had I had to win to make the playoffs. I'm like, what the hell happened? And then uh, Amon Ron St. Brown was sitting on my bench and had like 26 points. I'm like, God damn it. Um, I ended up making the playoffs, uh, not that that game, but like the, the next week after that. But um, So he, he kind of came on late last season. This full year, this year, I think he's going to have, uh, he has top 10 ability. You know, if he... He's gonna keep it all together. I'm say I'm all in on Detroit, like I said. So um, I'm all in on Amon Ross St. Brown. You can probably get him in the fifth round, honestly, because um, there's a lot of receivers ahead of him that you would rather have. But he might have a better year. So if you want to get risky, get a little crazy, you could take him before some other guys, some other big name guys. But um, I I like his potential. He's gonna be great there uh, in Detroit. And then a receiver I would stay away from would be Devonte Smith. He, he's a little, uh, he seems like kind of fragile. He gets, he seems like he gets injured a lot, a little like small injuries here and there. Um, I don't think he's quite a number one, so he might be better number two complimenting A.J. Brown. Um, I would stay away from Pittsburgh wide receivers like Chase Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson, because I'm not sure how the quarterback situation is going to go. He has, um, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to, uh, is going to be the starter. Um, another player I would take is uh, Russell Gage. I think Russell Gage, he was just with Atlanta. And then when he goes to uh, Tampa, you know, Tom Brady will be his quarterback. I think he's going to be in that Antonio Brown role, that, um, that, that slot wide receiver. So he'll be good in that position. I think he'll have a, have a good year, get a lot of touchdowns there. Um, and then another one, let's see. 
maybe like Jarvis Landry with the Saints because, you know, also don't forget about Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, he missed a full year last year with an injury, and then he missed a lot of time the year before. So he basically hasn't played for two years. Um, I thought he would have a big year last year, so I kind of stashed him on my teams last year because uh, Jameis Winston was a quarterback. He can air it out. Um, and uh, Michael Thomas hadn't had a quarterback that can do that because, you know, say all, all you want about Drew Brees, but he didn't have that, you know, that deep ball like Jameis Winston does. So if so, I would take any of the, uh, the Saints receivers, so Jarvis Landry, probably like late in the draft, but you could also take Michael Thomas because before he was a number one receiver, he was like he was top five receiver in fantasy um and if you have Jameis Winston throwing the ball he's gonna throw a lot of turnover a lot of interceptions but he's gonna throw a lot of touchdowns if he's fully healthy so like someone has someone there has to catch the ball right so I would uh, I would rely on um two veteran guys uh, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas uh Green Bay I I would stay unless it's like Alan Lazard is like your third receiver or fourth receiver they don't have any they don't really have any receivers so you can take a flyer on any of them because I mean it's Aaron Rodgers, two-time MVP at quarterback. He has to throw to someone, right? Like yeah, they have to catch something. So you know when you have a, a Hall of Fame quarterback and then like not like big and not any big name receivers on the team, you could just pick any like whoever's number one or number two listed on the depth chart. Just take them because you know he's gonna throw thirty touchdowns and. You know that receiver will probably catch eight of them, ten of them, right? Like someone, someone has to catch the ball, so um, that shouldn't that shouldn't be a problem. Um, another receiver that people probably forget about because he's white is uh, Hunter Renfro. So you know Devonte Adams might be getting double teamed a lot. Same with Darren Waller. Uh, Hunter Renfro he had a he had a thousand yard season last year. He got a big contract. Um, he has great chemistry with Derek Carr in that offense. Um, so that could be someone. Who can probably replicate that of uh, that um, that production from last year? Because like realistically, the Raiders could have they could have three one thousand yard receivers. They could probably have a thousand yard uh, running back in Josh Jacobs if if he stays healthy. Um, like Derek Carr could throw for four thousand five thousand yards this season. I truly believe that he, he's going to have a big year. Um, Juju Smith Schuster could be a sneaky pick in Kansas City. He signed from Pittsburgh. Um, I would take him like maybe like way late in the tenth round because he wasn't that good in Pittsburgh when he was fully healthy. Then he got injured and he's had some other issues. So I would I would take Russell Gage before him and probably Jarvis Landry before him. But you know if if it's at the end and you have him, you know that's a big name to keep an eye on because it's again it's Patrick Mahomes. So you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Someone has to catch the touchdowns, right? So um, and then let's see. So that's like the wide receivers, the tight ends. You want to just stay with, you know, the top ones, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, um, George Kittle. Um, there's some other potential, you know, Zach Ertz has been good, good in the past with, um, with Philadelphia. I think this last year with Arizona, he was really good. He was my number two tight end. Um, and then after that, you know, you can, it's kind of just you can take whoever and you might get the same result. Like Hunter Henry was good in, in certain spots, so I had him as my number two um, tight end because then you can balance it with like if you have George Kittle, then you pick up Hunter Henry because there's not a lot of like really talented tight ends offensively. Most of them are blocking tight ends, but you know if you could get um, like one top tier one and then like a second middle tier one like 
uh, Dave Njoku or a, a Tyler Higby, even an Evan Ingram if he puts it together because he's just never put it together in New York besides that rookie year. And then maybe like a Hunter Henry, that's the way to do it. Or you could get like a Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, something like that. Uh, but Kyle Pitts, he's basically a receiver. So if you can get him first, I, I think he might have uh, the biggest year because, you know, Marcus Mariota is not going to have anyone to throw to. Um, uh, I wouldn't take Mark Andrews number one. I mean, Lamar Jackson relies on him heavily, but, um, you know, with his injury history, I, I don't know if that would be the best. But um, Travis Kelsey should be, should be the first one to go. And then maybe uh, George Kittle. I'm just biased in that way. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for the fantasy football podcast. So hopefully, uh, you guys have good drafts and good luck this season. Um, I, I know I need the luck, but uh, we'll be back next week and I'll, I'll make my picks for the NFL season. We'll go over, uh, we'll go through each team's, uh, projections for wins and I'll, I'll make my picks, see if they go over or under the projected wins and then, uh, make my picks for MVP, Super Bowl odds and stuff like that. So, uh, thanks for joining for this week's episode, and we'll we'll be back next week.